can you handle an opinion from a woman that is not yours? I'm actually directing this at you ladies. Yes, it's true. Because yesterday was International Women's Day. And I sort of like put this out there because women are the first to be like, yeah, I'm power women. Woo woo. And then like go attack each other. if One says something the other doesn't like. So I'm going to put that shit to the test today because I have a special guest and guess what? Guess what, bitch? She's probably going to say she may or may not say some things that you don't like. And can you handle it? Because one of the things that I really want to get into today, and I know she's super vocal about this, is cancel culture, okay? Because we're seeing it seep into pop culture, my life, your life, right? It's politics, it's business, it's your work. But at the same time, I I feel like people on both sides hate this shit. But at the same time, I feel like people will also write it off as some like crazy myth, something that's not real. It's accountability culture. Okay, so is it is it stupid or is it really impacting us? Well, we're going to get into this today. So hold on to your bras, hold on to your panties, okay? Because today I have an influencer. She is an entrepreneur. We're going to get into all that. Her name is Casey Santa. Torelli. And Casey, you are, you got a lot going on girl, because you're opening a boutique, you're a businesswoman, you're an influencer, and you're potentially going to run for Congress. Okay. First off, tell me about your business because you're politically vocal. So is the cancel culture seeping into business? Like, are you worried about being vocal because of that? So it has 1 million percent affected business. I also own a skincare company and I had a lot of really great customers that have unfollowed the brand that have told me they will never purchase again, all of just because of my political views. And you're a conservative, like you're hardcore conservative. Is that right? Or yes, but I never used to be. I switched from being a liberal ish. I mean, I grew up in New York and I lived in New York city. I was, you know, love everyone. And, but I was so uneducated about politics and policies and everything like that. And it wasn't until COVID that I became a conservative. So I try to stay in the middle. I have friends on the right and friends on the left. Like I said, who are like, this is bullshit. It's so blown out of proportion. But I always have people who are on the left who will come to me and sort of mock me in what I do because I always talk about the cancel culture. Like, what's what's with that? Because clearly it is real. I honestly just think it's a double standard. Um, It's okay for them to be super vocal about their beliefs and how they want change and what they're expecting from everyone. But then people on the right are not able to do the same. And then it becomes, you know, fake or you're QAnon or, you know, you believe in things that don't really exist or aren't going to happen or it's just it's such a double standard and it's so frustrating the part that bugs me is the hypocrisy because I feel like it's all like include everyone accept everyone except if you say or do or think one thing we're going to destroy your whole life so it's like how people don't see that contradiction blows my mind I have never you know told someone that I didn't want to be friends with them anymore or attacked their looks or their character or their business and just because I don't agree with them because I don't believe in that but 
it has happened to me from the left. So I have listeners from all walks of life, all sides, often with people on the left, they'll say, well, people on the right will harass or attack us as much as they say we do. So what would you say to that? Her face. I have never, ever, ever to this day attacked somebody first. I will defend myself. I will stick up for myself. There is no reason why you are going to defame me or, you know, talk about my looks or my character or my business or anything like that and think that I'm going to sit here and be quiet about it. But I will never, ever, ever attack someone first. Talk to me about the business angle because you do have a business and there's, I don't know if you've heard of Kitson, but they're a small business in LA. So I'm from the tri-state like you, I'm from Connecticut, but I lived in LA for the last five years. And Kitson is a super politically vocal brand and they have the best stuff. But I often wonder like, is it, and they just keep going ham, which I'm, I dig. Like, I'm like, if you're for it, be for it, be about it. When it comes to business, are you worried on some level? Like how vocal do I be? Or is this going to damage my income, my business reputation? Cause that's a sad reality. My thing is there is 75 million people who voted for the same person that I voted for. So am I worried that it's going to affect my business, affect my character, affect my income? To an extent, but I know that those 75 million people would rather support a conservative owned business, a woman owned business, an American owned business, much more than I would rely on anyone from the left to support me. I mean, you know, the left is all about, you know, if they like something, they'll buy it, they'll support it. And then, you know, you say something wrong and you're done. I'm creating these businesses and these brands ultimately to help other Americans get jobs and boost our economy. I'm not doing it for like this get rich quick scheme where I'm importing products, you know, from China. Like I developed my own skincare company. I did it in the US. It's manufactured in Florida. Like it cost me so much more money, but I did it because these are things that are important to me. They do go after the right, right? Look at Gina Carano. Look at that. And this is what made me think of you and what you were just saying, that beauty influencer and that whole thing that happened with Sephora, basically firing her and taking down her videos. And she has like 1.5 million followers, a great report yeah, Amanda. with them. Amanda, yeah. Mm -hmm. For her, same thing as Gina Carano, right? Merely vocalizing a point of view they don't like. However, I'm starting to be like, okay, but is this, does it not matter? Because they've gone after Justin Timber, like at the Baldwins, like, what is your take? Because is it, is it like, doesn't matter? The second you say something that doesn't go with their agenda, they want to attack you. And I don't even think it's just if you're a conservative, because I'm a conservative, but I don't have like super Republican views. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, I sway and I believe in. Um, but if you're a liberal or a Democrat and you say something that doesn't go with that agenda, you're canceled, you're talked bad about, you, you know, your businesses are suffering and it's just, it's not fair. And that's what I can't get behind. It's like, there's no room to have any sort of like logical exchange of ideas or debate. Right. So many liberals I talk to, they're like, I've had it. They're oversensitive. They're ruining everything. Nothing can be sexy and fun anymore. Okay. Okay. But why is nobody doing anything about it? You're a business owner. Why are these businesses caving to it and firing people and tweaking their toys and their characters? Why? If, if people are over it, why are they still doing it? 
Because I think people are afraid of the government and big tech. I think that that's kind of what it boils down to because as a businesswoman, my page, like I'm shadow banned on Instagram right now for speaking about politics. I saw um, that. And that's, yeah. and that's what happens. I mean, I was going from having one post to having over 30,000 views to now one post getting 3000 views. So I think that a lot of people are just so afraid that, you know, it's going to affect their business. And at some point, my whole thing is I put up a quote a while ago and it said something like, you know, believe in what you stand for. Otherwise you'll fall for anything or something along those lines. I know so many influencers, major, like large influencers, fashion bloggers who have a million followers who are conservative. They will not talk about it because they're afraid that they're going to lose what? I don't know, 30% of their customer base. But to me, it's like, it means more to me to be authentic than to just have money come in. So if that makes you hate me because I'm saying what's on my mind, but it's something that I believe in, then hate me. I don't care. You should be happy that I'm not money driven and I actually want to help people and make a difference. There's a need, there's a thirst for non-politically correct bullshit, right? But you made an interesting point that people, like even with my business, once I started being vocal, people unfollowed me, people just attacked me. So what is it then? Because both are true, but is it that people just are scared to be associated or to even like or engage? Because both are true. I don't, I don't think that that's what it is. I think that, pe- I think that politics um, have really just divided America and if someone doesn't agree with you, they don't want you in your in, in their life anymore. And it's it's we, like I've had people from high school and follow me that I was really good friends with after being friends mm-hmm. with them for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So it's just people don't realize this. They did this on purpose for votes. They did this on purpose for control. And, you know, you can call me a conspiracy theorist, whatever you want, but it's working. What you're saying with people unfriending you and like people from when you were younger, it's like, that's how much we have no capacity to acknowledge the fact I've said this so many times to acknowledge the fact that someone might have a different opinion than you. And I bring it back to earlier too, in a yesterday with international women's day, like, especially women on women, like women attacking you, unfriending you, like I just feel like it blows all credibility for the whole, like empower women. It's like, oh, okay. But if they say something you don't like, then they're trash. Like it just totally blows the credibility out the, out the window. Well, it's the same thing too. When the left talks about body positivity and calling all women beautiful and stuff like that. And then I get these DMS and it's like, you're ugly or this, you're that. And I'm like, okay, well, where'd your, we love everyone attitude go. It goes right out the window. Okay, let's talk about looks because I want to get into your potential Congress journey, but you're taking it to looks and that is where I definitely wanted to go because you are, if you guys are listening and not watching, Casey is gorgeous. She has this like long like red Ariel mermaid hair. And right now she has a, uh, like a crew neck, but on her Instagram, you'll see, yeah, she's I tried like, to like hide everything. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm going to get to that. 
because we, we're going to talk about Lola Bunny. I know you and I have thoughts on Lola Bunny, right? Yeah. But you specifically have said, like you said this to me, you said this on your Instagram, how you'll get attacked for your looks and your character. And this is something that I've been vocal about because I'm a curvy gal, but like you, I'm, I'm smart and I'm outspoken. I've done stuff in Playboy talking about this very thing. Do people write you off for being like, oh, she can't run, you know, she can't be in politics or run a business. Look at her. She's a, she's a, a bimbo. Yeah. I do influencing for fun. That's not my job. Like I have a brain. I went to college. I was going to become a lawyer. Didn't want to sit there and study for hours and hours and hours. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So that's what I decided to do. But it's like, you can judge me by my social media. That's fine. You know, the DMs start coming in about my looks and about this. And they're like, oh, you've had a ton of plastic surgery and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honest with people. I'm like, I've had my boobs done. And occasionally I get my lips done. I've never had any other plastic surgery. So all of these people judging me and they're like, oh, like you're a walking, like blow up doll and stuff like that. I'm like, you can say whatever you want. I mean, it's not true. And I'm very open and honest about things that I've gotten done. I'm not like Kylie Jenner. And I'm going to sit here and lie about my whole body got reconstructed. It's just not true. But, you know, I, and then it's like, you're, you're too pretty. So they want to try to attack your looks. And then it's like, you're too smart. So they want to attack your character. And it's just, it's always something. First of all, I'm all about like being upfront and I totally agree with you. It, oh, I was going to do a whole F on plastic surgery because it cracks me up. Like I've worked in Hollywood. I've interviewed every celeb you can imagine. And it always cracks me up when they're like, no, not like JLo, right. right? No, I've never. And I'm like, dude, what, how is J-Lo that? With the like, skincare, I can't. It's like, just I can't, so- I've never- Well, I love how I really appreciate how you're like, yeah, I got my boobs. Yeah, I got my lips. It's so funny. Right before we hopped on today, I went on my story and I'm like, listen, I've never gotten any work done, but sometimes I'll hop on my, my Instagram, like rogue, like no makeup, no bra, but I'm up. And I said to my followers today, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm all about being upfront and I'm always about a filter. All right. This bitch is always going to use a filter. So I'm always about like, that doesn't take away from from you know we're being honest it doesn't take away from our woman I took I took a selfie right before this and I was like oh I'm going on a podcast like I'll let you guys know the details and then I was like I literally will never give up this filter because it gives me the most bomb nose contour like I'm just so upfront and honest with people so and then sometimes I go on there and I have no filter and no makeup and whatever and then I'm like if you guys want to call me ugly at least call me ugly when I have no makeup my hair's in a bun I have no filter on like that may hurt my feelings but like otherwise it's not affecting me guys. Like it's not. Okay. But question when you're all like done up and you're spitting facts and like being intelligent at the same time, doesn't it make you feel a hundred times better? You're like, I'm a boss because I'm doing it. Like it gives you that extra boost. I've talked about the whole gender erasure thing, especially in recent episodes. Right. And what I don't, we're going to get into Lola bunny because I know it's split and I, and I see all sides of it, but what I don't like is how, why are you trying to erase a woman's sexuality to prove a point that she's somehow intelligent then? Like we can't be both. Yeah, I I agree. And it's, but Hollywood bases everything off of sex and that's okay. It's like, it's always okay for Hollywood. It's okay for them to continue working and making money and making movies, but it's not okay for the lady at the corner to be selling muffins. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Everything's always okay for Hollywood and not okay for everyday people. And 
we'll get into Lola Bunny, but it's just, and I'm, I'm like such a Space Jam fan. I love basketball. And I really want to know who made this executive decision because again, Hollywood is based off of sex. So why are we now desexualizing Lola Bunny? Like Lola Bunny was hot and now they made her look yeah. like a frumpy lesbian. Like there's hot lesbians out there. So now we're going to make Lola Bunny look like, like I don't even know women in the WNBA even that do not do photo shoots, like fully made up with super sexy clothes on, even if it's a blazer and trousers, like it's like low cut and their hair is done and they look beautiful. So why are we taking that away from something that's so iconic? If you guys are, we, we, I'm sure you guys know about the Lola Bunny thing. Basically they're remaking Space Jam. They're doing a reboot. It was a 1996 classic Michael Jordan with the animated characters, right? And their Lola Bunny was like super hot and had like big boobs and the hair and the midriff, the whole thing. And they made her now as Casey described. And here's what the director said, okay? We're making her feminine without being objectified, giving her a real voice. That's basically what, like, which again, goes back to my thing of why can't she be objectified and hot and feel good about that and have a voice, but okay. So here's one of the articles about it. And this is what I mean about what I said earlier, how the mainstream media almost like weaponizes and makes fun of cancel culture. Like conservatives are making it something it's not. So here's a piece in Slate. This is the headline, okay? And I read the piece. Conservatives want you to be mad that Lola Bunny is not hot anymore. Like why? Why? First why of all, I do don't that? I don't care if you're mad or not. I really don't care if you have an opinion. My opinion is I think it's stupid and Lola Bunny was hot and just because someone's hot doesn't mean that we can't take them serious. Yeah. It's like one, one just like negates the other, but I will say I've had people, cause I've been having this discussion since the news came out and I have had women be like, you know what? Like I could see where they're like, okay, that's easy for you guys to say you're curvy you're this, you're that beauty standard in Hollywood. What about the rest of us? What about somebody who's more boyish or boxy? Like, shouldn't we be on screen as an on screen, you know, objectified sex object? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Totally fine, but get a new character. Don't change the character that we already have. Yeah. Like I'm all about it. Everybody has a different type. Everybody thinks different things are sexy. Lola Bunny was hot. We don't need to change Lola Bunny. Come up with, I don't know, Brenda Bunny, Brenda. you know, <laughs> like whatever. It's just like, come up with a different character. Have Lola Bunny's best friend come on and do a cameo. Like we don't need to change what we know and we love. Mm -hmm. With that said, because you're obviously vocal about Hollywood, which I love. I did a whole episode on the whole thing with like the mob going after Hilaria Baldwin. And now Alec Baldwin did this like hilarious, creepy, like I was like, is he giving a campfire chat? What's going on? He posted this video like in a dark room. It's like a minute long. And he's like, guys, the cancel culture is so bad. And I've joked on my podcast that like, dude, now you're saying this, you were like the, the woke mobs, like ringleader. Right you know, a year ago. So why the change of heart? Like, what does it make you think when you see now these people turning around and being like, it's not so good after all guys, you know, because it affected them. That's the only reason right. why he's coming out and, you know, talking about it. It's like your wife faked like an accent for 
who knows how many years. And now because she's being canceled and now you're, you know, being canceled because obviously you had to have known it's now affecting you. So you want to act like, you know, we can't do this whole cancel culture thing. And it's like, it's okay. As long as it's not affecting you. What did you think about Justin Timberlake apologizing? Did you see that whole thing to Britney Spears? I didn't No. So no. a Britney Spears documentary came out. It's called, I think it's called framing Britney Spears. And it basically yeah, talks about how she's like, so under, under the, um, I forget the legality. Her dad. Called. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know about all that. Uh-huh. And so in it, it talks about how like throughout the years, people sort of like, you know, uh, hit at her wom- womanhood. Right. And there's a clip where Justin Timberlake, they're like, he's on a radio show. They're like young kids at this point. And the hosts are like, did you have sex with Brittany? Did you? And he's a dick about it. Right. He's like, oh, okay, maybe whatever. Right. Yeah. And now, however many years, what, 20, 25 years later, he apologized because the mob, you know, basically forced him to. So I also think it's like, you know, and they'll, people will argue with me all the time. Cause you know, I hate this stuff. It's like, why can't we just move forward? Why are we pulling graves out of the, what, you know, and they'll often say to me, but it's accountability. You have to take a, accountability. It's accountability culture, Taylor. And I always joke like, okay, did they kill somebody? Like accountability for what? Saying you slept with someone? It's and, like, it's not the reason why Britney Spears is in the situation that she's in because Justin Timberlake said I had sex with her. Like, who cares? There's a part in the documentary where it shows a clip of Diane Sawyer, like the greatest journalistic minds of our time, uh, interviewing her. And she asked Britney, like, what did you do? Did you break his heart? What did you do? And now people are coming out of the woodwork being like, Diane, you need to apologize for like making it her fault. And I'm like, cause she asked her a question people are so sensitive and it goes, I always say this, like, because I have younger like nieces and nephews and you know, there's no, there's no like winning anymore. Everyone wants a participation trophy. No. Why do you get to have the same things that I do when I work 10 times as hard as you? So that's where like this whole thing is going, you know, back to why are we going to make everything? Why is everyone so sensitive? Like, grow a pair of balls and stop being sensitive. Nobody needs to apologize for something that happened 25 years ago. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they, like you said, didn't kill anybody. They didn't hurt anybody. If your feelings are hurt, then I don't know, maybe you should see a therapist or work on self-improvement or, you know, something like that. But people have to stop with being so sensitive. My kids are not getting a participation trophy. I'm sorry. They're not. I don't care if they cry. I don't care if they kick and scream. You won't get first or second place. And then we'll talk. I'm sorry. but I would pull my kid right out of the league. Like I'm not doing that. (laughs) But you know what though, Casey, it goes back into that thing where it's like, that's where it's so ironic. It's like, we want everybody. And I see where it comes from. It's like, we want everyone to be seen and heard and upset accepted. And I'm always like, but is this the way to do it by like torturing yeah. people and forcing them to like, con- it's like you're but confessing in church. I, and this is some people might hate me for saying this, but I don't feel like everyone's opinion matters. Like it just doesn't. If I, like I can hate something and someone else could love it. And who's to say that my opinion is just as important as theirs? Like, it's not. If you don't like the way I feel or if you don't like the way the other person feels, who cares? Like, we don't, everyone does it. Like, I don't know what this is or even what you would call it, that everyone needs to feel like they are heard. Like, I don't, I don't get it. 
I'm wondering how I respond to that because I'm like, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I'm all about like free speech and everyone having their say. The part that I don't like to your point is like attacking one another. And it's like everybody, everyone sees their opinion now to your point with the participation trophy as like the end all be all. It's like, well, this is it. And it's like, well, who made you God? Right. I always get really upset when I see people on Twitter going on this witch hunt, trying to cancel somebody. That's what I think is like kind of what you're getting at. It's like, well, why should they be in charge of destroying someone's life when they'll get off scot-free and go about their day and this person will lose their livelihood? Like, that's the part that I don't like. What would your takeaway be? Is it a left or right thing or should everybody be afraid of it? I think that I, not, not that it just affects the right, but Justin Timberlake will always come back from it. You know, the Baldwins will always come back from it. Like they might have like a little zinger, but they'll eventually, you know, people will forget about it and move on. Nobody's going to forget about Mike Lindell with my pillow. Nobody is going to forget about, you know, even they were attacking Tom Brady because they knew he was a Trump supporter and said winning the Super Bowl was racist. Like, come on. Pulling Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben off of the supermarket shelves. Now you see no black faces in supermarkets. Well, we only you, see white. You just hit the nail on the head. And that is something that I was going to say. And that's what bugs me about like the Mr. Potato Head and Aunt Jemima. It's like, we are making up all these arbitrary, ridiculous rules that are taking away from the main issue. Like, what is that solving? That's exactly like you hit it right there on the head. Instead of like rolling our sleeves up and really like doing the things that matter, getting in there, it's like changing the logo of a thing is really, I just feel like it's a distraction. Cancel culture, it sucks. And it's a very real thing at the end of the day it's hurting everyone. It's not just hurting, you know, my business or, you know, hurting the left. It's, it's going to hurt everybody because if my business suffers, then I can't hire somebody that who's oppressed. And like, I talked to somebody, black woman, transgender. I messaged her the other day and I'm like, Hey, I really like, can you come work at my boutique? I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a job right now. And it's like, I'm trying to do what I can do to help these people, but she's ready and willing to work. Really, really quickly. I forgot to ask, and then I'm going to wrap. I forgot to ask about your potential Congress journey. What's going on there? Yes. So I moved to Atlanta to start my boutique. Um, I just launched the online online website. It's um, shopastoriarose.com. I'm opening one. It's like 20 minutes outside of Atlanta. And so I was like, you know what? I love politics now. I know what's going on. I want to make a change for everyone. And that's kind of what I want, you know, everyone to aspire to be like, and, you know, to want to help people and to want to see like their communities grow. So I was like, you know what? Like, I might as well like run for Congress. I was like, I have a big mouth. I, you know, try to be the best person I can. I'm trying to create jobs for the community and why not, you know, just go full force and run in the district where I'm opening my store. Good for you, man. I am all about that. And I just want to end with this, you know, Casey, you said it, this whole culture and this whole thing that's happening, it's not helping us. She's right. It is hurting all of us. If you think it's a myth, if you think it's silly, the bottom line is, do we want to be 
celebrated and heard and truly accepted, like true acceptance, not the bullshit woke kind, the real kind for thinking what we think and being individuals, right? At the end of the day, think about that. Oh, and also like being hot while, while doing so, just saying, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Casey, thank you so much. Thank you.